This is Christopher Benincasa for the Jersey Arts Podcast. This Friday, the fifth annual New Jersey Uke Fest, that's Uke as in ukulele, begins at the Ukrainian American Cultural Center in Whippany. This weekend of concerts and workshops ends on Sunday with a big outdoor uke jam on the Morristown Green in Morristown, New Jersey. I recently spoke with one of the festival's organizers, Phil Wisniewski. My first question was, what is a uke jam? It's a pretty amazing thing that's almost exclusive to the ukulele world, uh, where ukulele players just love getting together with other ukulele players. Uh, there's something about this small little unassuming instrument that just encourages people to to get together and play, and uh, it's just a very it's a very communal communal thing. You know, it, it's fun to play an instrument, but to play an instrument with other people is even more fun. And and you know that's that's what the jam is ba- is basically about: uh, having fun, getting together, playing with other people. What does that sound like when that many people are playing, you know, in the same space? When everybody's playing together and singing together, it it actually sounds really cool. Um I've uh I've done a lot of leading of jams of just all kinds of acoustic instruments, not just ukuleles, and when you get everybody on the same page, it's a beautiful thing. Um getting a whole bunch of ukulele players together, you're always going to have different abilities among the players. And so you get some people who don't know all the chords and some people who who, who can play everything. Uh, and so the people who can play everything kind of cover for the people who can't, and the people who can't play everything just play what they can. Um, it sounds great, but the honestly, the, the more important thing is that everybody is having fun. And that's kind of what the ukulele is all about. You know, everybody getting together and, and, and having fun. And, you know, if you don't know how to ba- play a B-flat minor, no biggie. Just skip that chord and, you know, play the chords you know. You booked a really eclectic lineup, starting with Danielle Ate the Sandwich. What's the story there? Uh, Danielle Ate the Sandwich is from uh, Colorado, and she's kind of made a name for herself uh, as a as a YouTube star, uh, she started making uh, videos and gained a wide following, a large following on YouTube because of that. And has recorded a number of albums uh, over the years. And she's, you know, I, she would probably describe herself as 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 a folky or as a singer songwriter. Um, and that's you know primarily what she does. She just happens to do it with with a ukulele. Across the universe, pushing in a well. I got all I need right here, and there are dogs all through the neighborhood making for a bone. But I got what I need—the universe. The universe is big and wide. Kimo Hussey is playing on the second night. He sounds like a really interesting artist. He's a fantastic uh, ukulele instructor uh, from Hawaii. 
who has never been in New Jersey, so we're happy to be the first ones to bring him to New Jersey. Um, you know, he just finished playing at a ukulele festival in, in I think, Czechoslovakia. Uh, he's one of the one of the great instructors um, out there of the ukulele, and and just a very um, oh, how would you describe it? Um, one of the classiest ukulele players out there. Uh, this the stuff that he plays, it's um, it's, it's kind of gentle, no no wasted notes. You know, everything he plays is uh, with the utmost taste, um, and the the way he teaches is is just really fantastic and extremely welcoming. Uh, he's just he's a great ambassador for the ukulele. to one more track. This one is from Rachel Mankey. What can you tell us about her? She's a fantastic ukulele player. Uh, one of the things that she does real well is um, what's known as the Roy Smek style of, of, of strumming, which is just a very specific strumming style uh, that dates back to one of the earlier generations of ukulele greats. Uh, and she's, she's really perfected that technique. Uh, but in addition to that, she's a songwriter uh, in her own right. She's been on uh, A Prairie Home Companion with Garrison Keillor, uh, singing duets with him and playing playing her ukulele. And uh, I actually I first met her a couple of years ago at a big ukulele campout in Indiana called Ukulele World Congress. And... Uh, at this ukulele camp out, there's this big, long open mic that happens to the nights, and, and she played at one of them and just you know blew everybody away. Uh, and uh, so ever since then, I've been trying to figure out how to get her to play at our festival. And uh, fortunately, this year, we were able to do that. I can't give you anything but love, baby. That's the only thing I've plenty of. Baby, dream a while, scheme a while, you're sure to find happiness and I guess all those things you've always pined for. Gee, I'd like to see you look and swell, baby. Diamond cufflinks were worth doesn't sell, baby, till that lucky day you know darn well.
let's take a step back and talk about the ukulele itself. What specifically distinguishes it from other stringed instruments, and where did it come from? At its simplest, it's a four-string instrument, nylon or something similar to nylon strings, uh, that's tuned in what's called a reentrant tuning, uh, usually, but not always, um, where uh, it's the stand, kind of the standard tuning is G, C, E, A, and the G, which you would normally think would be the lowest string, um, is often an octave higher, which is what, uh, which is what re-entrance uh, stringing means, and that's the way the ukulele is tuned. It's a high and then low, higher, high, uh, instead of like a guitar is, you know, just low to high. Um, and so that high, that high string where the low string should be is part of what gives the ukulele its distinctive sound. Um, they come in lots of different sizes, but the four standard sizes are soprano, concert, tenor, and baritone. But the ukulele, is, as far as the history goes, it, um, its origins are actually from Portugal. And there are a couple of instruments that that kind of led to the formation of the ukulele. And, and basically, um, Portuguese, there were Portu Portuguese immigrants who came to Hawaii, uh, and I can't tell you the exact time, but I'm guessing it was like late 1800s, when um, Hawaii was going through some big problems. They were, um, due to a lot of disease and stuff, their population was, was dwindling, and the king of Hawaii took a tour of the entire world and encouraged people to come to Hawaii. Um, and so a bunch of Portuguese uh, came to Hawaii and they brought their instruments with them. Uh, and after a couple of changes, um, the instruments that they brought with them became what we now know as uh, the ukulele. And the native Hawaiians took to it very quickly. Uh, and yeah, there's a story that the, the, the name ukulele is Hawaiian for jumping flea um, because that's what the, uh, the Portuguese musician's fingers look like uh, jumping over the fretboard. I'm not sure if that's actually true or not, but, um, but that's, yeah, that's how the legend goes. Um, so that's, that's why the instrument's associated with, with Hawaii because the instrument that, that developed into the ukulele really developed... Uh, in Hawaii. It's been kind of up and down over, over the years, uh, the popularity of the, of the ukulele, but this current boom has been going on for, for, for a long time now. I mean, I would say um, uh, at least 15 years it's been on the rise. When, when you say there's a current ukulele boom, like what's, what's going on? Uh, well, what's going on is that ukuleles are being bought in much larger numbers than they were 20 years ago, uh, and it's it's no longer looked at as a joke or a toy. Um, people are making respectable music with the ukulele, uh, and all kinds of music, not just Hawaiian music. Um, you know, Eddie Vedder put out a ukulele album a bunch of years ago. Um, you'll often see. Uh, in concert, a band, or you know, that 
where nobody plays a ukulele, all of a sudden, you know, for, for an encore or for a quiet number, somebody will take out a ukulele. Um, I see that happening more often. Um, Jake Shimabukuru doing um, While My Guitar Gently Weeps uh, on YouTube was, was another thing uh, that really kind of helped kickstart the, the, the current ukulele boom. Um, and, and also, Paul McCartney playing a ukulele uh, on uh, the concert for George after George Harrison passed away. Uh, he played the ukulele on uh, his version of something. Hmm. Ukulele sales went way up after that was broadcast on TV. So it's just it's it's out there and you know it's 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 respectable now. Um, and you know one of the things that we like to try and do with the New Jersey Uke Fest is is to showcase different aspects of the ukulele, different types of music uh, that can be played with the, with the ukulele. I expect you have a lot of like you know ukulele festival veterans coming to this, but um, for people who who are just going for the first time, what what should they expect? We have, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we have workshops and we have concerts and we have jams uh, and we also have vendors, so there you can buy a ukulele there if you don't have one. Um, you can try lots of different ukuleles. Um, for a beginner, we always have a uke 101 workshop. So if you know nothing about the ukulele, you can go in there and you can get going. You can learn a few chords, learn a few things about the ukulele. And um, that's always in our first workshop session on Saturday morning, uh, so that you can then take that knowledge and enjoy the rest of the festival. Phil Wisniewski, New Jersey Uke Fest organizer and ukulele player, thank you very much for doing the podcast. Oh, you're quite welcome. It was my pleasure. The 2017 New Jersey Uke Fest starts this Friday. For more info and tickets, go to folkproject.org slash njukefest. That's N-J-U-K-E-F-E-S-T. And for more information about the arts in New Jersey, go to jerseyarts.com. I'm Christopher Benincasa. Thanks for listening. The Jersey Arts Podcast is made possible by the New Jersey State Council on the Arts, supporting excellence and engagement in the arts since 1966.